a Ralph mouthful. Today on Alphabetical, rip it up, shake, rattle, and roll blue suede shoes. I could do that again. Oh, this is Alphabetical. It's the internet's best podcast that goes through the entire Beatles catalog alphabetically from 12 to Y. I'm your host, Alex Robinson. I am also your host, and I'm Pete the Retailer. And I am not the host. Oh, wait, I am the host. You are. I'm one of the hosts, John. And I'm this week's guest, L. Adam. <laughs> Thanks Thank for coming on, L. Adam. No problem. Yeah. Today we are discussing the Beatles song, well, songs medley from uh, Anthology 3. Rip it up, shake, shake it rattle, up. and roll. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, John, did you have something to say? I, I just, uh, sorry, no, <laughs> rip it up, shake rip it, it up, shake. shake it up. Jeez, John. No, not shake it up. I'm about to. Rattle up. Rip it. Rip it. Up, shake, rattle. Up, shake, and roll. Suede blue. Yes, it is a medley of, a medley of 50s classics performed by three agitated, four agitated, five, five. agitated, and slightly board musicians yes one yeah. of the one of the beatles most famous sound checks <laughs> that we have the honor of listening to on a, a cd yeah it's a um was there three different cuts out of a an extended kind of jam practice session mm-hmm. so it's presented here as a medley but it wasn't one contiguous medley in performance it was it's actually a pasted together yeah, originally uh, Her Majesty was supposed to be between Shake, Rattle, and Roll, Blue Suede Shoes, but they cut it out. Well, it's from a... Uh, she was busy. Yeah. Uh, other songs that they played that day, other rock and roll classics that played at the same time that were not included in this medley. Uh, Great Balls of Fire, High School Confidential, Twist and Shout, Kansas City. Oh, Kansas City. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey. Miss Anne, Lottie, Miss Claudie, you really got a hold on me in Tracks of My Tears. I'd like to hear some of those other ones. I'm sure they're available Shut up, online. Shut up, you can't. Oh. I would like to hear Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> they need to do a complete, like, let it be session. Right. Like, for completists only, it would be like... Like, how many... 350 songs. <laughs> yeah. How many discs is that? Like, how many hours of... Discs. What is this? 1988? <laughs> you can fit that on probably, like, three mini discs. Right. Three, yeah. uh, dat- how many dats? <laughs> how many dats do you guys give it? How many dats? Huh? What are we talking? Six, seven dats? Uh, yeah, and obviously it would be interesting to compare, like, Twist and Shout at, to the original. Not the yeah. original, but their, but uh, their the first original. Yeah, first take at it. I don't imagine it being quite as spirited, although John Lennon was probably in better health this time. Oh, we should yeah. save it, save it. So, so I know it's really early in this episode, but I already don't know how we're going to tackle rating this. Like, like, what do you take into consideration, you know, like? It's whatever your what does your heart well, tell yeah. you? How you how you feeling it's about the whole it. medley? How it makes you feel? My heart tells me that it's the way tired you make of this whole feel? operation, and I should stop being on this show. You having a heart operation? Mm, wow! Yeah, I started dating my heart. And you think you want to rip it up? I should leave. Rip mm. it up, shake it up, rattle. Well, she's up. got some crazy ideas that she wants to try. Um. So all right, yeah, let's pick it apart. There's three three elements to this. Rip it up. Uh, was uh, most famously a Little Richard song. It was mm-hmm. uh, written by his his team, uh, Bumps Blackwell, who's really just the producer. Um, you know, he kind of guided stuff, but he got a co-write credit on that. You know, like, really, you know, uh, if you think about it, the amount that kind of uh, 
um, George Martin did to kind of guide, shape the sound of the Beatles. He really should have gotten co-writing credits on more stuff, perhaps. I mean, hmm, interesting. But um, you know, because there's a lot of people who have done less uh, in oh, terms sure, of production yeah. that have that get co-write credits just for being. Yeah. Do you think you got the shaft, George? <laughs> well, well, you have to look at it from the boy's <laughs> point of view. <laughs> uh, and he didn't. He didn't have a cut of Northern Songs, did he? George Martin, no. Ooh, you know, no, he didn't. No. He didn't have anything. He was yeah. just like. Well, really? he, he must he have got royalty. Yeah, he had to. No, if I know. A, I mean, if you're not a songwriter on it. No, I but I mean, just as a producer to get royalties, mm. right? But uh, but I, I mean, I don't know if how this this um, how he fared later on in life. But like at least during the the bulk of the '60s, I know he said that you know I, I didn't really have an interest in getting a piece of the pie. Like I was just he was still just doing a job, yeah, doing just, a job, wow. engineering. Um, you know, but I think you know he started his own production. Obviously, like yeah, it led to like him being yeah, like having yeah. his own like uh, Air uh, Air America. What was the name of that? <laughs> That's Jimmy Airheads. Garofalo. Airheads. 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 He's alone the Rangers. Airheads uh, studio. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he wasn't like this sort of Dick Jaws guy that came in and wanted to right. Uh, right. to grab percentages right away. You know, um, doing a job. So Bumps Blackwell. Bumps Blackwell. Producer uh, of the Little Richard version, and but really the songwriter is John Mariscalco, I think. Hey, that's you, John. That's me. Yeah. There you go. Congratulations, you're the writer. Also, happy birthday. What are you, like 94? Yes. 94. Yeah, 94. Uh, so Little Richard uh, did the most famous original version. Elvis, Chuck Berry, Buddy Holly, Jerry and the Pacemakers. A million people did this song. It was a standard. Uh, Bill Haley do one? I feel like he covered two or three of these. He did the other two, I think. But uh, not, okay. I don't think he did a version of Rip It Up. Could be wrong. Uh, you know. I also felt like like Elvis and Carl Pert, like there was a kind of a common pool of blues-based songs that everyone yeah. would just right. like, you know, everyone took one crack at it. It's what everyone cut their teeth on. They were yeah. like, all right. right. There was only like 10 songs back then. Like they didn't have a lot of songs <laughs> yeah. to do. So that's why you have like dentists and, yeah. and right. secretaries contributing. Each well, radio station was just playing the same thing yeah. at the same yeah. time. Just like today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, um, zing. Oh. That's uh, I did a the the tangent, but it's speaking of that uh, that same feeling where it's, uh, remember that when that uh, that Maroon Five song was super popular with the whistling part, and uh, I was like, oh, what's that song? You've heard that song, and I was trying to explain it to Ella. Um, I was like, you know, because it like, and she was like, what are you talking about? That payphone song. No, no, no. That's basically what they sound like. That sounds like a hit. It is apparently. <laughs> it, yeah. Well, it was. It was every like I felt like every deli I went into, it was playing. Every time I just walked near a radio, it was on. So I was saying, "So that song is always on." She was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." I'm like, look, it's always on the radio. Like no matter what, she was like, "I was like, watch, I'll, I'll turn on the radio and I'll just scan through, and it'll be on one of the stations." And did that, and I just caught the end of it on one station. It's like, see, there it is. It's that song. It's that you know. It's, I think it's, it's the one I was just singing perfectly. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anywho. Uh, rip it up uh, Shake, rattle, and roll uh, The original version uh, Big Joe Turner It's written by Jesse Stone uh, Under his songwriting alias Charles E. Calhoun hmm. 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 Why would you walk away from Jesse Stone though? That's kind of yeah, nice. good yeah. Yeah. Je- well, 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 Jesse Stone sounds like the cooler name Yeah, you yeah. sure we don't have our, our sources wrong? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know. Maybe there was some other, you know. I'm tired of being known as Charles E. Calhoun. <laughs> I know. 
I'll be Jesse Stone. Well, yeah, Jesse Stone. WWE. Uh, Shake, Rattle, and Roll is a little bit of a suggestive song, to, to, you know, especially you know in the fifties. It's a very suggestive song. So cover your ears. He didn't want to be. Uh, you know, he didn't want his. Maybe he was a dentist or something like that. Didn't <laughs> want his real name to be associated with a song that had uh, that was so you know filthy. I like to imagine the secret life of my dentist, that he's writing <laughs> yeah. pornographic songs. And, uh... <laughs> I wonder if that's like the secret life of bees. Mm. Exactly. Bees? Bees? I think it was a book. Well, I, don't, it is, um, it's, I don't know if we talked about this before, but it, it's kind of like uh, how like you know, 95% of the hit songs are written by like these three Norwegian guys. Yeah. Those um, guys who are, are also dentists. Wow. <laughs> well, Actually... Did, right? They're, Swedish dentists living in Seattle, I yeah. think, are the most likely people in the world to commit suicide or something like what? that. Isn't that really? It's a combination of like three different categories that are there's I think there's more to it. There's like Swedish dentists. So like Swedes Seattle. have a high suicide rate. Seattle has a high suicide rate. Dentists, I think, have a high suicide rate. Like out of oh, each so thing. So if you mix it all together, all you can make this kind of like super group of There was a, a band, I think in Japan. Of the, uh, they're probably like in their early twenties, and I think they were called Green Day. Could be wrong, but mm-hmm. with like four or five E's, and they were only a band. They were doing it, and they were making money for dental school. Oh, and hmm. once they and they they played in mass. I think I could be completely wrong with all my <laughs> yeah. facts, but they kept it all because they were like, we don't want it to ruin our our career. Right. right. And once they finally finished, they were like, all right, band's done. We we're doing this now. We're grown ups. Oh wow. wow. That would be horrible, though, if you had a dentist and he was just playing his demos to you. Nothing you can do. Yeah. You're right. saying it's better they, they became successful and got it out of the way. I don't know. They had a song called... Otherwise, they'd just be constantly pestering their patients to listen to, right, their, right, to yeah. their demos. Right, right, yeah. Like, like, putting their four yeah. tracks on and check this out. Yeah. Andrew WK covered one of their songs, and it's really, really? good. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. Do you think their fans go to that den like them as dentists? Because they're like, dude, John Lennon totally cleaned my teeth. Well, they don't know that they're you know, right? Yeah. Isn't that they're they're separate? They don't know who the dentists really are. John Lennon. I, I could be wrong with all my like facts. It's been years. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been masks. years since I've thought about this. So I could be mixing up a bunch of right. different facts, but wow. I know it had to do with dental school because their whole logo was like smiling teeth and everything. Hmm. I love I love stuff. I I think when I was a kid, I wanted to go to Graham Chapman for like a checkup. <laughs> just like yeah, he had a medical degree. Hmm. I don't know if he was a pediatrician, <laughs> but uh, that'd be great. I would. Yeah. Um, so uh, I said Big Joe Turner, but other famous versions of this Bill Haley in the comments, as you said, Adam, and Elvis, of course. Um, Rock around the clock. They, well, that's what's going to say we'll get there, but we won't. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Blue Suede Shoes. Uh, this Carl Perkins, Elvis. The, 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 two, the two speaking... But didn't Carl Perkins kind of steal that off of some people? What? Well, he... Like, I, I've heard, like, you know, I've heard stories that right. people but say... a lot of those songs... It's hard to... Yeah, yeah. everyone stole from everybody. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of, like, songs, traditional songs right? or... <laughs> So, you know, traditional blues songs or stuff like that, stuff that had been performed forever, and then the first one to put it on record. Well, hey, yeah, I, yeah, I wrote and that. If yeah. you listen to all of Chuck Berry's stuff, like, he stole a lot from himself. Because mm, yeah. it's yeah. like, yeah. wow, that, that sounds just yeah. like yeah. Speaking of which, I'd like to plug my book. Okay. My Continually Expanding Universe. It's going to be out <laughs> uh, November 26th, mm. Thanksgiving Day. Um, <laughs> you should check it out. I love it. Sounds exciting. Yeah. <laughs> How was that related? Speaking of what? I don't know. Speaking just, of all Chuck Berry songs <laughs> sounding the same. I just, I just wanted to plug my book. All right. Uh, 
So yeah, those three songs uh, taken out of a kind of a all day long jam session. I think it was January of '69, something like January that. January 26th. All right, there you go. 1926, um, coming up on the anniversary. Um, yeah. So I don't know. What, I you know you get the you can kind of tell what they were trying to do that they're like all right well let's get the juices flowing you know these are the get back sessions let's yeah. get to get back together as a band we'll just play a lot of the songs that we um you know that we used to we used to play our favorites that we used to know like some of them they were songs from their hamburg days other was just you know songs that everybody knew from back in the day from jamming um but then uh i don't know this, this ends up in a in a kind of uh I don't know what should I jump straight to kind of how we feel about this a little bit? Will we pick it apart? I, I this is a well. I, I have a question. Have we sure. talked about? Go ahead. Would the Beatles have Ops's been question. better off making an album of covers? No, like as a as a first full length, or or you mean just no, no, at like any in, point in, in their this career? situation? Because uh, it, it oh. seems to be a thing that some people do is they do a covers album. No, I, I feel d- like that's kind of like a either a past peak. Or a cash grab situation in most parts, and I feel like when they were really in in it, yeah. I don't think they probably were in a point where they're like, oh crap. Mm. Well, they were probably felt like they were past peak, though. I mean, right. clearly they were kind of. I think it, they're almost done. I mean, <laughs> if they were going to do it, yeah. I think it, more often than not, it's not a cash grab for the artist. It's like a like a contract fulfillment or something. Oh yeah, yeah. You need to get label. like another album. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you know stuff that they don't you know because they, they they don't get songwriting money back from it so they're making less money than they would um but well the, the follow-up know. question was do you guys know of any albums that are all covers that are good yes uh this band from the same band yeah like this on, band on compilation this band yeah. uh four years strong uh they did a cover an album of all like 90s covers and they were mm. really good were they post peak or were they? No, they're they're still. It was like after their second album. I oh, think. so there and you go. Still, so there's yeah. a, there's hmm. an example of a, uh... and their cover of uh, "So Much for the Afterglow" by uh, Everclear. Really good. All right. Mm. Really, really good. <laughs> I can think of album of people who did it, like Lou Reed. Not Lou Reed did it. Elvis Costello's done it. David Bowie's right. done it. Mm. But I can't think of ones that I'm like that's like an essential. Like you said, most of the time it's a curiosity. Oh, okay. Yeah, the I thing. feel like there's been some really good that Andrew WK one I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Amazing! It's all J-pop covers, right? And it's like he does it with such like love, and it's really good. And uh, there's like another good recent one that actually was like big. Mm. I can't remember what it, I'm trying to think of it. There was one that got like a ton of radio play. Well, the like the Johnny Cash later albums are mostly oh, yeah, almost yeah, all yeah. covers. There yeah. you go. That's a good example. mixed results there, but they're pretty much all. I mean, although but, uh, were there any original kind of things mixed in there? I can't remember. There were some like traditionals. Uh, yeah, those count as covers. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. uh, but um, oh, so I just had one. Of, but that's again, that's kind of late career. Yeah, that's that was almost like that was like a like a uh, yeah. recovery project almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess well, nowadays. Sorry, oh, go ahead. John. Wasn't that like Rick Rubin saying like yeah. this is how you got to get back Man, to the kids? If if, uh, if if there was a like if it had gone long enough that the, like you know the broken up Beatles could get back together with Rick Rubin at the helm, <laughs> that's like oh. stuff I dream about. Oh man. Uh this band you blew it did a Weezer EP that was pretty good and they're mm. still a pretty big band. They're getting, you know, some good followers. Mm. It's a decent decent EP. Mm. I dig it. I had another one that totally slipped my mind. I was like, "Go ahead, John." I know I should write down. <laughs> I should write down the band. I was just going to say, <laughs> evaporated. Uh, 
Now I'm trying to think of what the big one is. I know there was oh, like the a, Flaming Lips. That's what it yeah. they've done a oh, couple right. of. They've done yeah. a, a couple of like album. You know, they did Dark Side of the Moon and right. uh, an album, a cover of a whole album. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, different yeah. project. It's a different project. But uh, anyway, I don't think the Beatles should have done that, especially not now, because if if this is the evidence. Yeah. From, uh, you know, if this is based on this evidence, they should not have done that. They should have, you know, they wisely closed up shop <laughs> uh, <laughs> up, uh, upon, you know, producing this yeah. gem. Well, that's what I was going to say. Now it seems like a standard thing for like guys like Rod Stewart or right. to kind of be like, well, now I just do standards and, right. you know, they don't even do new rock stuff. So anyway. Or new yeah. metal. They should do new metal. <laughs> Beatles doing new metal. Beatles covering Linkin Park. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I don't know. Oh, could you imagine? No. <laughs> Safe to say this band that this song did not make the Rolling Stone 100 greatest Beatles. Well, it's a cover, so it can't yeah, be it can't, right. Yeah. 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 Also, no wagering this week. Well, because, uh, uh, it's all covers. So, do we want to talk what we think of it? Um, and I guess you could well, say, of, along Adam's lines, how, what criteria yeah, do you like, use to rate it? Because um, there are certain, like, I, I think I prefer the, the Shake, Rattle, and Roll, and Blue Suede, and then, like, the Rip It Up. I'm like, eh. Well, all of it, I'm like, eh. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, this is like a... I mean, if I had to choose. this I would choose to skip this track. This is a bunch of, you know, middle-aged dads, like, you know, playing uh, at a local bar. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't want to listen to myself. <laughs> it did make me think of a bar. Yeah. Like uh, at, uh, with, uh, yeah, like on the Jersey Shore or something like that. Yeah, there you go. Oh, the worst place to go to a bar. Just right. kidding. We love you, Jersey. Well, you know, this is totally, yeah, the type of, you'd just see a bunch of dads kind of, you know, playing rock and roll standards. Like, now it would be updated. They'd be playing all, like, Beatles songs or whatever, but it's the same idea of just people, you know, playing songs that they... Listlessly playing songs. Yeah, exactly. There's no energy here. It's just... uh, Are you about to go into Cayenne territory? Uh Uh-oh. Well, also, like, you can tell they're all kind of, like, just doing their own thing, even though they're playing together. Uh You know, like, it's not like... right. I don't know if this was just the first take. Like, let's just do this jam and stuff. But, like, you know, even, like, John and Paul are, like, singing. They're just, like, listen. They're not listening to the other person. They're right. just, like, they're doing yeah. their own thing. Sad. Um, it's recorded well, though. It's in Savile Row Studios. Um, That's the Abbey Road the, studio. Um, not the Abbey Road. No, the Apple Studio. This is the Apple Studio right. that right. existed for a short time. Right. Right. That, um, and it was all, you know, I'm sure they, they remastered the, because it was from Anthology 3, so they just, you know. Yeah, it has an interesting story from the Jeff Emmerich book that I often reference, mm. but um, he had a, a, a big hand in designing that studio. Oh. And, I mean, according to him, but uh, it was like the t- the top studio in London for a while. Is it um, still extant? No. And it's funny because... Reading his account of, like, first of all, there were so many difficulties to, to get over. Like, there was the, the tube was nearby. So mm-hmm. it was like, first of all, like, there's a studio in, like, a 300-year-old building in the basement next to trains going by. It was, mm-hmm. like, not the greatest idea to begin with. So, you know, they really, he gutted it and, and built it from the ground up with, with all of the, 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 the best equipment that he could get his hands on. This was also during the time where Apple was just being mismanaged like crazy by, you know, just all these, um, these uh, different um, interests. Um, but it's funny because the end of his story, he's like, of all the issues and people that I, I, I dealt with, the undoing of this was actually Ringo. Huh? What? Really? How? Well, so it got to a point where, like, the studio was finally good. It was it was booked all the time. 
everybody wanted to record there. And John and Paul sort of, and George had sort of like stopped coming to the offices, gave up completely on Apple. And because once they kind of moved away, Ringo started hanging out there more and like <laughs> getting his hands more in the business. And he decided one day that he wanted to put in like um, a, a movie, like studio, like a recording, like a, a mixed studio for movies or like mm. a movie theater where they can mix down some, something like uh-huh. that. Um, and that would require the whole building being raised. Um, and Jeff was like, oh, well, I don't have to worry. They're not going to do that. And they did that. They took the whole building off. The studio was just there without a roof for a while. Everything just went to hell. And then that was the end of that. Wow. So that was, uh, I still think it was a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that movie studio ever got built. And result caveman. Yeah. They had to record caveman in Abbey Road. So yeah. All those uh, kind of sounds. Zug, zug. Zug, zug. ADR. We ADR. called them chips. I gave it two stars. Two, two stars. Two? Two stars. No, not stars. Very generous. Two, uh, <laughs> two uh, rips. Two, uh, two rips. suede shoes. <laughs> two suede shoes. There you yeah. go. Two suede shoes. Uh, I just think it's kind of uh, I, not necessarily like, oh, wow, I want to listen to it all the time. But I guess as a kind of historical curiosity, it's kind of a sampling of what their covers. We don't really have any other ideas of what their covers of the time sounded like. So, you know, it's mildly interesting. Mm. That's, mm. About, that's about all I can say. Mm. I'll go with one and a half. One and a half? Yeah. Okay. I'll also go with two. Because like two. I said, I like two thirds of it. Mm. But, you know, that's not, any, you know, even at best. Do we have a hall of shame? Like if, <laughs> yeah. if everything gets a one what did, or lower uh, than a two? Do you have the ratings? Cayenne Hall. Yeah, what was Cayenne? Cayenne Hall. <laughs> what did I give Cayenne? Welcome to Cayenne Hall. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember what it sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I do know that, well, <laughs> I like... Uh, Definitely liked Cry for a Shadow much more than this. Oh, yes. <laughs> you gave Cayenne a zero. I did? Okay. <laughs> I can't go lower than zero, so I'll give this one a zero also. Wow. I don't, I didn't, I had a hard time even just making it through this all the way. <laughs> all right. This is, too, uh, there we go. Exactly what I don't like. <laughs> also, I want to thank everyone who voted a while right. back on uh, our, uh, our little controversy for, uh, well, right not controversy. Right. No, it was no, just, just like a, a debate. A little, you know, we couldn't come to a consensus on uh, whatchamacallit. Mm-hmm. Rain. Rain. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's in the Hall of Fame, but again, we have it listed with not an this. asterisk. Not this. No, this rain. is not rain. This is nowhere near the no, Hall of this Fame. Is, this isn't even <laughs> looking into the window. I'm kind of sad that we said Hall of Fame during this episode because then there's a mild association with, between the two. Yeah, totally. I, I get yeah, you. It would be funny if you had a guest on this episode and they rated this a five. Mm. Then we'd kick them off. And then I walked the in halfway through and I was like, no way, two. <laughs> what? What are you doing? <laughs> but, hey, guys, what do you mean five? They're stupid. I'm going <laughs> to give it a two. Indeed. <laughs> That's what I sound like when I listen to myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for covers, I want to say uh, Elvis Presley, Carl Perkins, Chuck Berry. Me too. Um, Me too. Bill Haley. Hmm. Um, Chuck Berry twice because he often covers yeah, himself. Uh, two Berry. <laughs> two Berry. <laughs> Um, a, is that a superfood? Eat my cereal. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down. Uh, <laughs> is that Mr. T? I have no yeah. idea. Uh, Gotta be good, fool. <laughs> I wrote down a cover for each part. Uh, rip it up. There's a version by a uh, a band called The Milkshakes. 
who do kind of a garage band version of it from yeah. like I think from like mm. the 70s or 80s even they do like a very kind of like you know not quite punk but that kind of I hear they have a good, good following sound. with bringing all the boys to their yard. Yeah, all the boys go there. They go to the yard when they play. Mm. Uh, shake, rattle, and roll. I went with Canned Heat. Yeah, you know those guys. They do that other song. Oh, uh, uh, going up to country. Yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah. Going up to country. Yeah. That one. Yeah. yeah. They have another one, too. They do. I'm glad that you said that because now that's in case that on ever the road comes again? up in music trivia. No, that's Willie yeah. Nelson. No, no, a different one. It's on on the road again. It's like a kind of. Is that the same one? <laughs> no, those are two different songs. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the guy has a real life. It's turning into like. I wish Hall Bearer or something. <laughs> I wish we were a fly on the wall in that audition. <laughs> Next singer, please. <laughs> Buddy, you got the goods. <laughs> You're in. John Lennon uh, also covered this on his yeah. his uh, ill-fated. He covered it album. like as a medley. No, just, no, uh, just uh, I think just rip it up, rip it or up. He might have guys. even done two of the songs separately, but not as the. Or he might have combined it with something else. Let it's it rip. A medley. <laughs> yeah, but not uh, but right, not, not this, this medley. Right. A different. Uh, mm. um, yeah, and blue suede shoes. Got to go with the toy dolls. Toy dolls are awesome, and they do a, a fun version of that. Toy dolls. Toy dolls. Toy I'll go with the Ruddles. Uh, blue suede Schubert. Sure. Mm, blue suede sherbert. Mm, <laughs> sherbert. Um, well, that was some good old fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd like to come clean. Uh, I actually did not write a book. Oh. So oh. that was a joke. I'm sorry in case anyone was really excited. But, I already pre ordered it, though. <laughs> oh, that just goes to my wallet. <laughs> but uh, I'll never learn. But you wrote a book, didn't you, Alex? Our very own Alex Robinson yeah. wrote a book. And I tomorrow, wrote and drew it. Tomorrow, we're having you're having a little party for it, aren't you? <laughs> yes, I was. Uh, that tomorrow? That's yeah, tomorrow. That's Wait, to- wow, tomorrow. you guys, you guys don't. It's tomorrow in the. You well, guys it was a surprise party. I get everything confused. Uh, oh, you didn't invite them. No, I didn't even oh, know. Didn't I didn't know? know there was going to be a party. <laughs> yes, yeah, so November 18th at the Parkside Lounge. Thank you, Adam, for that uh, smooth segue. November 18th at the Parkside Lounge here in lovely New York City. My new book, Our Expanding Universe. Mm. If you can't make it to the party, you can still order it. Yeah. Yeah. How, how can people order that book? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have it. They can you go can to PayPal uh, to L. Adam. They can go to <laughs> alphabetical.com slash Amazon. We, that's the thing. Sure. Sure. Uh, go to alphabetical.com slash Amazon and go order uh, Alex's book. I'm sure we'll put a link there. on the Facebook page date. On, yeah, right. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, wouldn't, it certainly wouldn't put us past us. I, it wouldn't put it past us. <laughs> it wouldn't. Yes. <laughs> Is that like some time paradox stuff? I think so. No. Um, well, so uh, that, that bunch of covers didn't like so much. There's another cover coming up, another rock and roll standard, another Beatles classic songs from their youth that we're going to cover on Thursday. Uh, and that's rock and roll music, hmm. the kind of uh, self-explanatory track there. Um, so everybody, um, uh, come back on Thursday, listen to us talk about that. Facebook and Twitter, we're Alpha Beatles, uh, go buy a shirt, go to, you know, alphabetical.com slash merch, go to alphabetical.com slash Amazon, pre-order Alex's book, uh, or come to the party tomorrow. Come to the party. And then after the party, then come back and, uh, check us out on Thursday. Rock and roll music by the Beatles here on Alphabetical. Alphabetical.